Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in Chicago, Illinois, it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. And we are back with another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights, broadcasting live from Chicago, Illinois, satellite studio, which, as many of our listeners know, means a Regis, who have been... uh, Kind enough to partner with us to make this all possible. Stone Payton, Lee Cantor here. We have had a day full of interviews yes. with bright, passionate learning exactly. and development. I've uh, learned a lot. What about you? No, nah, I knew it all before I got here. <laughs> but, you know, hey, it's, it's nice to give other people a platform That's you know, right. to talk. No, I have learned a lot. And it's been a lot of fun. And this segment is going to be no exception. We have with us from West Monroe Partners, Talent Development Manager, Michelle Catalano, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Now, West Monroe Partners, what are you guys up to? So we are fast and furious, busy growing. What do you guys do? Um, We are a business and IT consulting firm. Uh Um, Seven locations across the country. We're at about 650 employees. Is your main headquarters here? It is, just a couple blocks away. And then um, IT consulting, that's kind of a growth industry, huh? Yeah, so we, um, we're we a really great niche for our clients. We take them all the way from the strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, that some other, a lot of big firms do strategy and then they kind of hand it off to someone else for implementation. Well, right. we stay with our clients all the way through implementation and making sure that it's sustainable. And then the IT, do you work with certain kinds of systems or are you kind of agnostic when it comes to We're the- pretty agnostic when it comes to it. Uh, whatever our clients need, we're willing to help them with. And what does the training and development look like? Are you training your people to work with their clients better? Who, like what, who are you training and why? Sure, yeah. So we're training, um, my team and I, we train our consultants on a variety of topics. We focus primarily on the courses that really cut across all the practices. Mm-hmm. So the things um, that you need and the skills you need for whether it's advanced analytics or workforce optimization or customer experience. And then we partner with some external vendors uh, for very technical, specific training. Mm -hmm. So things around big data or certain infrastructure certifications, we partner with some outside vendors. So talent development manager, are you handed raw material that is not necessarily very well formed and you have to form it? Or where where do you get into the mix? Are you even involved in the recruiting aspect of it? I come in kind of right at the end of recruiting. So I'm currently working on a project for onboarding. Mm-hmm. So everything oh, well, that's from right? their <laughs> first day, their first contact we have with them after they accept that offer. Um, so I go they could be the, young? They could be like right out of college or your consultant's we, older? We do have uh, 70 uh, campus hires joining us this summer. So wow. 70 straight out of <laughs> Straight out of college. <laughs> no, my, my frame, forgive me for interrupting. I want to come back to this, uh-huh. but my frame of reference for this is sales, right? So the sales people are always saying, marketing, give me better leads. And the marketing people are like, I gave you great leads. Why didn't you sell anything? So I'm wondering, like in your world, you got the recruiting, then you've got the, the development. If there's not a similar dynamic at play? Uh our recruiting team does an awesome job. All right, we at got getting, that on the record for you, by the way. Good, good. I'll make sure. I'll make sure I send this to them so they can hear it. Um, so they, we pride ourselves on really attracting and selecting the best and brightest talent, and mm-hmm. then I come in because I want to make the best better and the brighter brighter. 
Oh wow! See, so, she's answered that question. That was before. good. That was excellent. Was that ever on a uh, slide somewhere? <laughs> no, but I think I'm going to put it on a slide going <laughs> well, somewhere. On, somewhere. It'll be on Atlanta Business Radio come Monday. <laughs> right. So now, um, when you're creating this onboarding program, how did you even go about? Like, you started with a clean slate. No, I mean we we have a good program now, and we're just trying to. Enhance like, the experience. So, so like, how would you attack it? You have your set program, and now you're going to make it the best better. So how'd you go about it? So um, it's I'm working with our communications team. I'm working with um, our recruiting team, mm-hmm. with some folks from the line to really identify some of the gaps we have, uh, some of our current experienced hires, right. and some of the challenges they experienced. And then taking all of that into account, we are starting to work on what that experience looks like to make it. So that must have been fun, the brainstorming. Okay, what? because you can make any experience now, oh, right? Like we can now make anything. Sky's the limit. It is. And then you got 70, 20-something-year-olds coming to you. Are they coming here to Chicago? They are, are all coming to <laughs> Chicago. So what do, um, are you allowed to tell what? We are going to have. Some of this is, is classified. You know We're going to have a uh, week of boot camp for all those skills that cut across all the practices. Right. Everything from who we are, what we do to a little bit more in depth about the role they're going to play and the tasks they'll be responsible for. And then the following one to three weeks, depending on their team, are really focused on team-specific. Like specific knowledge. Knowledge and skills and abilities they need to Now, I'm going to give you this tip. I don't know if you can use it if you want to, but we were at a conference. Okay. And they opened the conference with a drum line. Of the, Ooh. it was in Atlanta. It was the Atlanta Falcons drum line, drum okay. corps coming in, blah, 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 like into the room, and it the energy the house. that yep. came on that everybody would have ran through a wall, uh-huh. you know. So it was really a powerful way to kick something off. I like that. At another <sighs> um, place I've worked, we started orientation with a parade, so Very welcoming cool. exactly. all existing employees, welcoming the new employees, right? But I like this drum line. <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> it's a lot of energy. Uh huh. So now, um, West Monroe Partners has a people-first value. That's an important component from a cultural standpoint, right? Huge component. Our uh, founders, so we had four folks start the firm 13 years ago, and their biggest thing was we want to create a different type of firm, one that really puts their people first Mm -hmm. and not just says that they do, but really does it. So now how do they kind of practice what they preach? I think one of the best examples is our transition into an ESOP. So employee um, That's an employee-owned company now. Mm-hmm. It's a, we've always been 100% employee-owned, but we used to be in... Um, but you only had like eight people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of yeah, easy. Yeah, so then it was really it was easy. easy back then. Now <laughs> up at 650. <laughs> right, little it gets a little harder. And um, the ESOP... As they were going through the process and deciding whether or not there was the right ownership structure, Mm -hmm. one of their guiding principles was, um, are we putting our people first? Is this the right decision for all of our people? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's nice to work for a place that really cares enough when they think about that. So that's definitely one of their guiding principles. Now, were you with the firm before they had the ESOP? I was I joined during the transition, so just the tail end of the EAS structure, mm-hmm. and they were already starting to move into the ESOP, so that decision was made. So now, when they when you knew about that, did that help you make the decision? Like, I want to work for a company mm-hmm. that makes sense, that resonates with me personally, and I. Mm-hmm. I've never worked for an employee-owned company before. Mm-hmm. I've worked for a privately held company, but being employee-owned definitely different. 
and so how do you look at it as a person who works there how does the fact that now you are an owner right Mm -hmm. does that like do you in your head does something change or how you look at your job or how you impact people definitely because every little bit i do um, contributes to the firm and its success and Mm -hmm. i see the direct results of that very different than a firm where i'm not an owner where i'm not um looking to for ways to be cost conscious and making sure we're making the right investments at the right time for the right reasons and the path is it pretty short from a time perspective like how long does it take to to start owning part of the company so it's uh it's a three-year investing structure right Mm -hmm. so not very long not very long and you start you still get um ownership stock in it as long as you work a thousand hours in its first year in your wow. first year. So yeah, I How mean, cool within the that? first year, you start getting ownership. And we're talking about young people. In fact, as the father of a 22, 23-year-old and an 18-year-old, Why are you I'd like at me? to... <laughs> How do I know old your kids? I was looking to you for memory help because <laughs> you know my kids. Uh, but no, I want to go back to working with developing, leading some mm-hmm. pretty young folks. What, what counsel, if any, do you have in, in that regard? Because it's got to be different, right, than working with... It's definitely different. So having our 70 campus hires join us, completely different than, you know, our experienced hires that have been directors or senior managers But they elsewhere. work somewhere else, right? Right, right. So it's um, our younger folks, it really comes down to helping them understand what, you know, their professional career is going to be. And that's important, right? So they can see what that path might yep. look like. What that path looks like and you want them to really own it, right? You don't want them to just kind of create their career by accident. Yeah. If they're Like some people we know. <laughs> if, <Right>. they're, <laughs> if they're purposeful about it and they know that they want to get to X place um, in three years, they could then start kind of making smaller goals along the way right. to help them get there. And as long as they have a goal in mind, um, it's okay. Sometimes you decide, eh, I thought I wanted to do that, but I actually decided I wanted to do something else. That's okay too. But you just always want to be working towards something. And the company is going to support them and, and tries to help mm. them? Yeah, definitely. So we've put a lot of time in our career pathing and what that looks like for them. And we've invested pretty heavily in a framework called career equity. Uh-huh. And Boy, you got some good marketing. Yeah, that's a good, or, that's a good name. Or was that you? I can't take the <laughs> wow. Uh, that's good stuff. The credit right? for career equity. We partnered with Jan Teresi Mokwa on it. She created the concept and introduced us to it. And it's a framework of how you think about your career mm-hmm. and how you purposely build your career, which is incredible. How it has impacted our our folks. So it really resonated with you personally. Yeah, me too. I mean, one of the concepts is doing engaging work, right? So doing what you love to do, things that excite you. You have the right amount of challenge, but you have the right amount of success with it too. So you're excited to come to work Because the mouse has to get the cheese occasionally, right? (laughs) Yes, yes. You can't keep moving it. Right. That's chapter three in this lady's book that they work with. And um, to do engaging work, 
one of the tools is creating a three-year letter. So where do you want to be in three years? And we've kind of morphed that into not only where do you want to be professionally, but where do you want to be personally, mm-hmm. right? So You're, these 70 people coming through, they're going to have to be ready to write that three-year letter? We won't expect it in week one or two, <laughs> but eventually once they, bearings, up, right? <laughs> once they get their bearings, once they get their bearings, But Michelle's really good. It. Get a 20-year-old to think three years out? I mean, that's, <laughs> really, that's that, amazing. That's, I, can you, I want to give you my daughter's number. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> No, actually, she's did, doing a pretty good job. Did you do that? Did you do a three-year letter? Yeah, so I've done a three-year letter um, all the years I've been there. And it's helpful because it also creates a space to talk to your manager or what we call career advisors about it. Mm-hmm. And creates the space to say, I want to be in this place. How do I get there? Or here's my challenge. I, I'm not sure if I want to do A or B, what should I be thinking about? It helps them develop the right questions. Because mm-hmm. before that process, they're not equipped with the right questions right. probably, right? right. Well, because most people go through life just doing whatever just pops up in front of them, right? They're not even thinking three years ahead of time. They're not thinking three weeks ahead of time. I mean, I wish I knew about this concept after <laughs> I graduated college because it probably would have changed my career a little bit. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but fortunately, I was exposed to it here at West Monroe, so... <laughs> So now, um, when you do this three-year letter, do you show it to your boss or, and then you say, look, this is what I'd like to do and they have to sign off on it or? No, there's really no, uh, mandate on who you share it with. We encourage people to share it and most folks do share it with their manager. Um, another piece of career equity is about, uh, uh, building, uh, meaningful relationships. So it talks about not just having your manager on your side, but having, a group of folks, right? So companies have a board of directors. Right. So you create your own career board of directors. Oh, wow. So you have folks in the company. I like it. <laughs> you have folks outside the company. And the idea is this board should be comprised of people that can help you and mentor you and be honest with you mm-hmm. and whose feedback you really value. So we encourage folks to share it with their career board of directors. And a lot of people do. We've had managers. Are you you on anyone's board of directors? I am. I am, yes. (laughs) And Uh, you're happy to do it, right? Because I was just thinking I would be humbled and flattered Mm -hmm. if a young person came to me and said, Stone, I would really like you to be on my personal board of directors. I would would uh, move heaven and earth to try to help that person. And that's everyone's response. People are afraid to ask others to be on their board of directors. And every time they ask someone... They are just humbled and honored, like you said. So now, which I guess for the individual, when you share like with this, the, you should mm-hmm. think about doing this. They think that person's not going to. Is that their instinct? Is they think the person won't do it, or right? They, won't they see it as being them. burdensome, one more mm-hmm. thing on their to do list. They don't have time, but so they make excuses make, ahead of time. Yeah, they make excuses ahead of time, but once they ask, that person makes time because they're just excited that they get to help someone else and develop someone else. Well, and we all know, or at least I'm sure we've all experienced how it helps you crystallize your own thinking. And it's really helps you when you turn around and, and share an idea or teach someone something. At least that's been my experience. It helps Mm -hmm. me crystallize my own thinking about a topic or an issue. So I I get, I I get a lot out of those exchanges. Although to my, I'm not formally anyone's person. I'm going to start advertising (laughs) available for personal board (laughs) address. Yep, I like that. <laughs> so now, um, are the things that West Monroe does to um, 
communicate and share that's kind of philosophy in this mm -hmm. culture? Like through company-wide, do you do activities? Yeah, so we had, we officially rolled it out, we're coming up on three years now. And so we had a number of training sessions, everybody read the book. We oh, have there's a book? There is yeah, a book. Yeah, this lady that we were yes, talking about, Jan right? Yes, Jan Tracy Mokwo wrote the book. book. <laughs> yes, she'll, she's uh, working on her second edition of it now. So, all right, so now, you know, she'll say yes, right? Because people are humbled Let's call her right now. We're gonna call ask, her. What's her number? We're going <laughs> to ask her the next time we come through. We're going to ask her. To, is she in town? Is she here in town? She's in St. Louis. In okay. St. Louis. All right, so she'll come to St. Louis, uh, from St. Louis, <laughs> and we'll interview her. Right, because right. I mean, right? She's she's great. She'll do it. I yeah, bet she would. I'm so sure you've met would. her personally. Yeah, she's fantastic, and she has such passion for this. Mm -hmm. And her and I have just also had one-off conversations where I've run a couple things by her. Um, and she was great. open, and, and she was collaborative. Open, yes, <laughs> collaborative. She's great. The audio matched the video. She, <laughs> she, she walked yes, to talk. She right? does. She right. does. So now, as an organization, we're talking about you do these kind of dispersing this information mm -hmm. and encouraging everyone to participate at this yep. level, right? Mm -hmm. And we also did uh, career planning workshops, especially for our younger folks. They have a lot of questions like, I don't know what I'm going to do next week or what project I'm going to be on. How am I supposed to know in three <laughs> years? So we did a career planning workshop to help them um, you know, work through a few different assessments to get to know what they like doing, what they're good at doing, right? and start to think about what does this mean for my career? And those were actually very helpful. We were able to increase uh, the number, the percentage of folks that had a career letter, which was great. So now, so you're tracking this, like the people who've gone through it, and then the, to see mm -hmm. if they're actually getting moving towards their goals and stuff. Right, and we don't want to uh, constrain anyone too much because, right. of course, the more they learn about their career and their field and their expertise, they may shift a little bit, which mm -hmm. is fine. But we do uh, keep track of how many people actually have career letters because we want them to spend that purposeful time thinking about it mm -hmm. and talking about it with others. Now, um, so uh, are you hearing any stories? Do you have any anecdotal stories? So we've had a few folks that as we continue to grow, we're expanding to new offices. We sometimes shift some of our um, existing folks at our bigger offices to our um, new offices and we've had folks talk about their three-year letter and what they want to do with their managers and it turns out to be a great opportunity <coughs> oh well I didn't know you wanted to go you know out to New York or I didn't know you wanted to go out to LA that's great because we need you out there <laughs> right so <laughs> you're now the LA office <laughs> <laughs> yeah it works out great because the real bottom line concept behind it is how do we get you to reach your goals as an individual while the firm reaches our goals. Right. And you want those to be aligned as best exactly. as you can. Exactly. So I want to talk about your career letter. We don't have to talk about the last one you wrote, but okay. I'd love to get some insight in what the next one might look like. What are, what are you seeing as you begin to envision your career? So I have thought a lot about it. I've spent a lot of time in more of like a general learning um capacity, which I definitely enjoy. I think as I continue to progress in my career, I like to get more into leadership development and looking at leadership kind of at the point, not just emerging leaders, but leaders that are now leading managers, right? So it's not just I have my team and I'm leading them. It's 
I have multiple teams that are reporting into me mm-hmm. and I need to figure out how to lead them. And that's usually a tough transition for folks. Well, and stop and think about the uh, how high the stakes are. I mean, mm-hmm. you're starting to get, I'm no mathematician, believe me, but the, you're starting to get kind of geometric in your impact when you're exactly. leading people who lead people. Right. And you're trying to generate results with and through the voluntary cooperation and effort of other people. And oh, by the way, you want them to be good at that too. I mean, you're talking about, that's 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 a real lever there. And it it can is. It go definitely either way, is. Right? It can go either way. My goal is to help them make it go in the positive way. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you might want to consider... Uh, some radio hosting because you're doing a great job. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you can you. have, have his job. Natural <laughs> skills in that area. Now, as there, um, it must be rewarding to see uh, the change in people and their progression. Do you people write you notes back and say thank you? You get any of that? Yeah. So I've uh, I've had a couple folks that have really thought long and hard about what they want to do in their career mm-hmm. and what that may look like and what their options are. And they've made some tough career decisions, but it was for the best for them. Mm -hmm. And I'm just really happy to see that they're happy that they are doing what they love. And um, they do reach out and they do say thank you. And it is very humbling and it's a great feeling. Well, you bring up an interesting point that I think it warrants a little bit of conversation. I mean, these people are not operating in a vacuum. They're operating, the one constant they're all being faced with, I'm sure, is change. So you find yourself providing counsel, providing support, and all that. While I mean, they're going through change. Do you find yourself coaching, giving people, I don't know what to call it, change management, <laughs> change, life change advice? Maybe not life-changing mm-hmm. advice. But there's a lot of organizational change right. spinning around them, right? While they're trying exactly. to make these, they're trying to live into that three-year letter. Right. And it's always about, you know, flexing. And as long as you know where you want to go, your path will get you there. Flexing. That's the key. That's <laughs> flexing. <laughs> it may not be that direct path you wanted, that you thought you were going to take, but kind of taking a roundabout way there usually gets you better experiences and gets you better developed. And this people first value Mm -hmm. that West Monroe talks about, when you see it in action and you see they are investing in the people and literally by investing in the people and have the people invest back in the company by being an owner, uh, it must be a very good place to work. You know, you must look forward to going to work every day. I do. Uh, It's definitely my favorite place to work at that I've worked at. And And when you... And when a person is getting their first job with you guys, they're not going to have that kind of they perspective. Don't. They <laughs> so don't. They don't at all. They don't know how good they have <laughs> right, it. Exactly. They don't. And that uh, maybe that's part of the onboarding too. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you better tell them what they've got because they're going to be spoiled if they turn around and go. If they go to another place for another five grand a year, but well, but they don't have that kind of culture. We are uh, we are lucky where we're also honored externally by different awards just because Very of our cool. culture. Oh, so yeah. we don't have to tell them as much. Right. Um, we <laughs> usually let these are. other awards. Yeah, really? Right. Yes, they are. And, you know, to be named one of the great places to work, to be one of Chicago Tribune's top workplaces, mm-hmm. it's really an honor to, um, to receive that and to be recognized for not only how great our culture is, how great our uh, people first value is and some of our other values, but a lot of the training... Uh, gets called out specifically career equity gets called out specifically 
in mm -hmm. their comments back from these surveys. So it's definitely recognized externally and our folks see that. All right, for the do-it-yourself portion of our program today, mm -hmm. for those folks that are out there who may be listening and, and just uh, don't have the benefit of working at West Monroe, mm -hmm. there's still some things. They can take some personal accountability. There's some things that they can do uh, to create their own and increase their own career equity. Yep. So any advice, counsel, you might offer someone outside of your system, but there's got to be some things that they can do that they're not completely at the mercy of their organization's culture yeah. what are some things so they can do? some things they can do for themselves personally and they could also use these things to impact their team and you know start that pocket at their organization um figure out what you want to do spend that purposeful time to figure out what makes you happy mm -hmm. and then don't be afraid to share it with folks don't be afraid to share it with your manager or other people that can impact your career and help you along the way um and then continue learning and try to find ways to develop that may not be exactly aligned, but what extra projects could you take on that could help develop you in those areas to get you, you know, to that end game. And then it might be a thing where you're doing some work and you wish that you could be doing some other mm -hmm. different work. Maybe you volunteer to do that exactly. work within your organization to kind of Try it on in a safe way, right? Like exactly. a baby, baby step. Baby step, mm -hmm. because you know what? You may think you want to do it, but once you do it, <laughs> right, you, you may it. change your mind. <laughs> exactly. So it's always finding those little opportunities, um, whether it's in your in your organization or even if you go ahead and volunteer outside your organization right. to take on bigger leadership to roles. That. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Th this is the most inspiring 25 minutes and 24 seconds I've ever invested, <laughs> I, I believe. But before we wrap, I want to make sure that our listeners uh, know how they might learn more about West mm -hmm. Monroe or maybe reach out and have a conversation with you or someone on your team, LinkedIn, website, whatever's appropriate. Yeah, sure. So our website is westmonroepartners.com. Um, you could also feel free to email me at mcatalano at westmonroepartners.com. And I'm sure Jan would also... Welcome, you know, sharing her career equity framework with you as well. Yeah, shout out for Jan. And the the, uh, the name of that book? Uh, Building Career Equity, and her site is congruence-inc.com. That's fantastic, because now I can send her an invoice. That's too. good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's great. So, um, I, I hope she continues to keep up the good work. I know she will, and uh, you too. Keep up Thank the good work. Thank you so work. much. Thank you. Yeah. All right, let's do it again sometime. Definitely. Thank you very okay. much. We'll be back in a few from Training Pros Chicago. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.